0: Father, we come to you now and we ask that uh, you would fill our hearts with that unspeakable joy as you speak your word of love and affirmation to us this night. In your name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Words matter. Sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget that people are actually listening to me. You know, there was a time we were getting ready, we'd just gotten the call to First Lutheran in Texarkana, and I didn't realize that Linda was paying close attention to the things I was saying, and one moment I was telling her all the reasons why it would be a great idea to go to Texarkana, and then the next minute, an hour later, I was telling her all the reasons why we'd never want to go there, and finally she said, well, which is it? Are we going or are we staying? What are you, what are you thinking? And I said, I'm, I, I, I'm just thinking out loud. I didn't realize how seriously sometimes our words are taken. There was a time I visited a family in the hospital, and it was right after they'd had their second child. And in the course of the conversation, I said, so when are you going to have your third child? And they said, third child? We had this one because of you. I said, because of me? He says, yeah, when the first one was born, you told us that she needed to have a playmate. It'd be good for her to have somebody to play with and to learn to share with. So we had the second one. We're not having a third one. It scared me to death to think that people actually were listening and taking seriously things that I said. Words matter. Words have the power to do great harm and to do great good. I wonder how many of you um, remember learning this rhyme. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, right, can never hurt me. That's what my mom and dad would tell me whenever kids would make fun of me or say something mean and... and uh, uh, they would say, ah, get over it. Don't let them bother you. It's just words. Words can't hurt anyone. My parents were wrong. The rhyme is a lie. Words can hurt. They stick, right? They stick with you. I I often can forget the nice things people have said, but sometimes I can remember for decades the mean things that people have said. Often the most difficult wounds to heal are the wounds inflicted by words, harsh words. I have known Many, a grown-up who believes that they're worthless, can't do anything right. Why? Because that's what they were told when they were kids, and they were told by the people they counted on most to love them, encourage them. You know, if you put sticks and stones in Google, you can come up with a... a, uh, poem that is really the right poem. It's really correct, this one. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can also hurt me. Stones and sticks break only skin, while words are ghosts that haunt me. Slant and curve, the word swords fall. It pierces and sticks inside me. Bats and bricks may Ache through bones, but words can mortify me. Pain from words has left its scar on mind and heart that's tender. Cuts and bruises have not healed. It's words that I remember. Now, there's a reason why harsh words strike a chord inside of us, and that's because there is a voice inside of all of us. It's called a conscience. The law is written in our hearts. The law that condemns. The law that reminds us that we are indeed poor, miserable, sinners, lost, condemned. And those harsh words resonate with that voice inside. And that's why of all love languages that we have been looking at, the fifth one, is maybe most important of all. In a world filled with harsh words, you and I need words of affirmation. In a word world that tears us down we need people who speak words that build us up because words of affirmation tell us hey somebody's paying attention words of affirmation say hey you matter to me you're valuable in my sight words of affirmation encourage words of affirmation praise words of affirmation give thanks and 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 all of that and 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 give us incentive to move on you know I. I'm here tonight because of words of affirmation I overheard. The pastor who confirmed me was smart enough, I guess, that one day with me standing off the side, he spoke words to my parents that he intended me to hear. Wayne will make a good pastor someday. I was in the eighth grade. Words matter no words matter more than the words of God and probably the most powerful words of affirmation ever spoken were those spoken that first Christmas night to the shepherds by the Angels now, if you want to talk about a group of people that had harsh things said to them and said about them, shepherds of the first century would have fit that bill. We kind of glorify them. In that day, they were, they were thought of as dirty people, smelly people. They smelled like their sheep, and that's not a compliment, folks. Right? They didn't go to church. They were working on Saturdays on the Sabbath, they were known to be dishonest, crooked, scoundrels, thieves. You couldn't trust them. No good person, no religious person, no good church-going person would want anything to do with a shepherd, let alone have anything good to say to them or about them, except for one of all the people he could have chosen. Father chose to send His angels to shepherds. Right? And while they were keeping watch that night, out working late with their sheep, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were literally, they, the Bible says, they feared a great fear And the angel spoke his words of affirmation, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth. And lying in a manger, God knew those shepherds. He heard everything that was said about them. He was paying attention. He loved them and he wanted them to be his own. So much that that night he gave his son to be their Savior. So much so that he gave his son to be our Savior. Folks, whatever horrible, nasty thing has ever been said to you or about you, no matter who said it, a parent, a husband or wife, an enemy, someone who calls, Themselves, your friend. Whatever horrible thing you've ever said or thought about yourself. God would speak a new word to you tonight. You know the wonderful thing? He doesn't tweet it out. Doesn't send an email didn't type a text into his phone, didn't didn't uh, put a photograph of himself on a card and send it in the mail because it was December. No, the Bible says in Mary, many and long ago, many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have beheld his glory. Glory glorious of the only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. God wanted you to know that he loves you with an everlasting love, and so he wrapped it in flesh and blood and swaddling clothes, and he laid it for you and me, his own son, in a manger in Bethlehem. What makes that word of God so powerful? It's not just a wish for a Merry Christmas. It's not just, hey, look on the bright side. God doesn't tell you, think positive see he does know see the glass half full and you'll be able to overcome all those nasty things the word that god gives does something much more powerful than that he does not hide from the reality of sin he does not pretend that your conscience isn't right he doesn't act as if sin isn't a real problem, he confronts it head on. Jesus is given not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Jesus is given to fit, be, live the life that you and I fail to live, to be the son that God hoped that we would be. He is given then to offer that perfect, holy life in exchange for yours and mine. He comes to put himself in our place. Why? So that all the condemnation, all the curses, all the evil words that we have heard or deserved might be heaped on him instead. They would come, and though we were guilty, they would arrest him. And they would slap him. They would beat him. Make fun of him. And spit in his face. Crown him with thorns to mock him. And then they would take him out. And they would drive nails through his hands and his feet into a cross. And it would look to people as if he was stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted, but the reality was that he was being pierced for our iniquities. He was being crushed for our transgressions. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. That's why this Word matters. God does not deny the truth or the reality of our sin. He confronts it and He creates a new reality. In that baby laid in a manger, in that man nailed to a cross, in Jesus risen from the dead, God speaks the most powerful Loving, affirming word you have ever heard. He says, Yes, you're a sinner, but I love you anyway. Yes, you deserve to be condemned, but instead, I Forgive you. Yes, you deserve nothing from you, from me, but instead I give you everything. I name you as an heir of my kingdom. Now, if you're watching the news, you might think that what matters is who won the election. Or you might think that the big news is that there's a stimulus check coming. Hey, they've got a vaccine. But you would be wrong. Guess what? Four years from now, there'll be another election that matters more than any other election in history. And the stimulus check that comes in the mail, it'll be gone within a week. And the vaccine, you'll need a new one next year know what matters the news that makes a difference the news that gives to you and me eternity with god is the good news the angels brought the good news of great joy that is for all the people today in the city of david a savior has been born for you and for me, and His name is Jesus Christ the Lord. That's what matters. Merry Christmas. 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 Amen.